Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, everybody. Welcome to, uh, excuse me, Tuesday edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Core Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Kelly and I are here in Hattiesburg. Luke is in Laurel. We're glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in. This segment is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of our show and proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics. And we're, we're happy to say a great place to cater any event that you might have. Uh, we've all experienced Dickie's catering, and Kelly, I ain't never had a bad one. And and why in the world would you want to be slaving over a grill at a tailgate party this time of year when Dickie's can do it and better than you can? No offense. No question. All right, the suspense is over. All the pronosticating is done. Even those experts on the Internet that were going to be 50% right no matter who they picked. <clears throat> The suspense ended today. Third-year head coach Will Hall announced this morning that Billy Wiles of Ashburn, Virginia, a transfer, of course, from Clemson University, will start next Saturday night, September the 2nd, when the Golden Eagles take the field. Uh, The competition has been going on all fall, so here's what Coach Hall said, and here's what the new starting quarterback had to say. So we'll name Billy Wiles a starter. Uh, You know, two things have been evident to me throughout this fall camp. You know, one – Holman and Billy are both really good players and good leaders, and we can win with both of them. And two, you know, Billy's been better. You know, uh, he's just he's just been a little bit better. And this is not a deal where like Holman's a really good football player, like a really good player. Billy's just been a little bit better, and uh, he's he's done some things better. So, well, you know, he's going to be the starter moving forward, and uh, we'll roll with that. Well, Billy, how's it feel to finally have the job and just the competition be at an end? Yeah, I mean, it's exciting. Um, about a little less than two weeks till our first game, so I'm just excited to go compete with everybody. And yeah, it's it's really it was a really fun competition. Um, happy, I'm happy that we're here and the season's ready to go, and I'm just ready to play. Is it a relief? Um, that's a that's a tough one. I guess maybe a little bit, um, but it was it was fun all along. There wasn't it wasn't a lot of stress, uh, more just good stress, kind of pushing each other along. Um, so, but yeah, it's I mean it's it's a good feeling. I would say, for it to be over and to have won it. Yeah, talk about your camp, your fall camp, and maybe where you feel like you were better from the spring. Yeah, I mean, I think I told you guys earlier in camp, just like I feel like this summer I made a big leap mentally from the spring, just in terms of moving through progressions faster, knowing what to read. Um, so that I think that was a big leap for me, and then just getting stronger with L.A. Um, athletically, um, and then just, yeah, timing with receivers, all that stuff. So 
What does it mean to you to represent a university like this that you say is so passionate about football? It, it means so much to me, and I'm just I'm so excited, and I'm so thankful um, for the University of Southern Mississippi and Coach Hall and Coach Joseph. So, you know, now, now that you've officially been named the starter, you are a leader in the locker room. What's your message to the team as you head into week one? Let's go. Let's compete. Um, let's win a lot, a lot of ball games and go chase the Sun Belt. How did uh, how'd they tell you you got the job? Uh, Coach Hall told me. Just called me into his office. Pretty simple, yeah. Did you have any conversation with Holman? I did, yeah. He, he texted me and congratulated me. Like I've, like I've always said, me and Holman are great friends. Um, so it's, it's going to be a fun season with Holman, um, and I'm excited for it. All right, Billy Wiles, the starting quarterback uh, for Southern Miss after two years of really a lot of quarterback play. Kelly, you were at practice uh, as well as me today. Uh, your observations of this young man and uh, what you think you're going to see out of him. Not surprised necessarily that Billy Wiles was named the starter. Coach Will Hall has extensive family ties to both Holman Edwards' family and Billy Wiles' family. Of course, Billy Wiles, he recruited out of high school to go down to two lanes. So he was certainly familiar with with his mindset. Uh, Billy Wiles, most of the guys will tell you Billy Wiles is the more, um, and, and it's, it, you know, it's close race all the way, right? But that to put it in NFL perspectives for people that don't know a lot about football like me, he would be more of a Tom Brady type player, maybe shorter, you know, a little shorter passes, maybe not as big a threat down the field, but very methodical, very smart, a cerebral guy. Whereas, uh, you know, Holman Edwards, as we kind of talked about yesterday, more of a Brett Favre gunslinger type of guy, maybe more capable of those great big plays. But, um, but from the get-go, the, the players liked what they saw in Billy Wiles, the way that he approached his game, the way he managed things on the field, almost like a big brother. So um, that official word came today. So Billy Wiles is the man. All right, Luke. So Billy Wiles is getting all the attention. What, what is the guy thinking right now that battled – for the job all fall and now finds out that he came up short and will be the backup? First off, I think probably Southern Miss has, you know, one of the top backups in the group of five and the Sunbelt Conference. And so here's what that means. Forbid something should happen to Wiles. You've got two starting quarterbacks on your roster. That's what that means, and that's something that Will Hall has not had. But particularly with Holman, I mean, he wanted to, you know, from everything that I've heard, he wanted to come home. He wanted to move back to the state of Mississippi. His, he has a great family. Uh, I actually got to meet his father a few weeks back up at French Camp Academy. His, his father uh, leads that, that really cool uh, school up there. And uh, it, he, he has a great family. And I think he wants to be at Southern Miss uh, because he's moved around. You know, he was at East Central for a couple of years, and then he was at Houston, and now, uh, now here. I think what you're going to see because of the type of dude that Holman Edwards is, he's going to be the guy that that is not embittered. He's going to do everything he can to help Billy Wiles. Yeah. And what that will do is that will allow Billy Wiles to be even better. And and you heard just kind of showing you what kind of dude Holman is. I mean, Billy just said, you know, that he sent him a text congratulating him and and you know, the fact that they're teammates and that, and that that has been lost. In this era, some and I'm not I'm not overgeneralizing. I'm just saying there are places where you will have people that basically, as soon as they find out that they're they just they just turn it off. And I think because of the type of dude Holman Edwards is, it's going to affect the team, you know, in a, in a positive way. And I, I think there's going to be some times throughout the season that you may see you may see Edwards in selected plays. Now, what Kelly's been saying all along is the importance of a football team. You got to know who your leader is. You got to know who your quarterback is. We know that today. 
I do think, though, that possibly throughout the year, um, whether it's a package or whether here or there, Holman Edwards will probably play some because he is he's good. Yeah. All right. What we're what we're not talking about, and in, in my view, is equally important, is protecting the quarterback. And uh, later in the show, we're going to hear from I, I think is just one of my very favorite players, Bryson Mays, who will start at left tackle. And so it's going to be up to Bryson Mays to keep Billy Wiles, Kelly, on his feet. When Will Hall got here, they had seven, seven offensive linemen on scholarship. And Will Hall is quick to point out that just because they're on scholarship doesn't necessarily mean they're great players, right? (laughs) So now in that offensive line room, they've got – Plenty of quality players that are, are that are a couple deep, so that can only mean good things. When Will Hall, who just addressed Club One uh, of Hattiesburg, he was just their luncheon speaker. He said, "Now you're going to get to see the offense that got me this job," and you could see everybody in that room just light up because this is what they've been waiting for. And he's been handicapped by a lack of scholarship quality players in the past that Will Hall now feels he has. So this mm-hmm. ought to be fun. Yeah, well, we got a good one in Bryson Mays. He's a great kid. I've had him on the show two or three times. I just really, he's one of my very favorite players. And uh, Luke, I mean, you know, you can have Billy Wiles, you can have Tom Brady. But if you can't stand up, you know, if you're looking up at the sky after every other play, it's not going to be very effective. So guys like Bryson Mays, just as important as who the starting quarterback is, my view. And, I mean, that's what, you know, every – that's what everybody that has covered this team along with us has said, that the offensive line is not a liability this year. It's a strength. It, it's, it's deep. It's experienced. And it, you know, that, that's what you want. You can have whoever you want to back there. I, I do think what it's going to help, whoever it was going to be now that it's Billy Wiles, the, the running game with an experienced offensive line is going to take pressure off of him, particularly early in games. And if, if you're able to establish a running game early on, it will allow him to get into a rhythm of decision-making. And I think that's really when you when you look at what Billy said today and what Coach Hall has been saying, one of the ways that Billy kind of separated himself was uh, accuracy and decision-making. And, that, and Billy specifically said today that that was one of the things he worked on in the offseason. And so when you have a running game that's able to take less pressure you know, off the quarterback. He's able early in the game to get confident and get in a groove, and that helps everybody. But if you think that the superback has gone the way of the Buffalo, think again. No, it hasn't. Because uh, Coach Hall said again at the Club One meeting just a little while ago that that Frank Gore has been practicing the superback because he's just so good at it that he is going – Will Hall is going to force other teams to defend that superback at different different situations. So just another arrow in the quiver, the superback stays. And those deep posts – with all those wide receivers that are blazing fast, a.k.a. Ty Mims, Frog Jones, Frank has perfected the deep post. Yeah. A lot of spirit out there today, Kelly Shanner. A lot of spirit at practice. I think yeah, they were hopping. I'm not sure if it was because they were excited or their feet were hot on that, on that field. Handler Pittman told me this is the hottest summer he's ever practiced football. And we've been around a lot longer than he has, Bob, right. and I right. agree. Bryson Mays later on the show also going to talk to the play-by-play voice of the Dukes of James Madison University next on the Super Talk Eagle Hour.
tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, more to come from uh, head football coach Will Hall as the uh, as the week progresses. And I'm, I'm a day away before I can say anything. Uh, I'll be meeting with him tomorrow about big announcement, we think, regarding Coach Hall and the Eagle Hour uh, upcoming. So uh, we're excited about that. This segment of the show is sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. It is where you go to get your Southern Miss apparel for football season. And, uh, you know, Miss Kathleen's got it stocked to the wall. She's just a wonderful lady. You can uh, shop there seven days a week, or you can also shop online at CampusBookmart.net. And you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast anytime you like on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or, of course, you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. I went over to your house while you were in Iowa, by the way, and Every time I said, play the Super Talk Eagle Hour, Alexa threw it right up. Yeah, she recognizes my voice. And like I said, anytime she I say shuts it, down. Yeah. If, you know, stay away from me. I've got mace. You know, comments like that. Security. So, security. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've got, I've got a number for you. 112 miles. That is the mileage between James Madison University and Ashburn, Virginia, where Billy Wilde's hometown is. And I think Ashburn, Virginia, uh, Dave Rickard is with us, uh, the play-by-play voice of James Madison. Am I wrong? Is Ashburn, Virginia, where the Redskins headquarters is? It is close by there, yeah. It's kind of on the way. It's not exactly right there, but it's, it's very close. Yeah, oh, okay. you're, you're in the right ballpark, it. at least. I got he, he, he refuses to call them the Commanders, so that's just why he says <laughs> They'll always be the Redskins. Well, there's a lot of people around here still flying Redskins flags and Thank shirts. And they, they don't want to forfeit that name either. Thank you. You've made my day. Thank you for saying <laughs> that. Hey, Dave, always a great pleasure to have you on the show. Of course, you're a fine university, uh, a big part of the Sun Belt Conference. You know, you guys, you come right out of the gate, go 6-2 and two in the Sun Belt last year. I, I I sort of think they should have given you a waiver and let you be eligible for a bowl game this year. I mean, I don't know what the point of holding that back would be, but I expect another really competitive team uh, out of uh, your university. Yeah, absolutely. And tradition, the national championships that they've won, and just the culture that that they've cultivated here. To they just they expect to win, and you know there were some people, even even myself, outside the program that. Thought that last year would be a real struggle, and obviously that they got great quarterback play, and that helps a lot as you guys talk quarterbacks. But um, they they just expect a win, and a lot of the Sun Belt coaches, just talking to them even last year and this year at the Sun Belt Media Days, were just like, "Now nah, they're going to be fine because they're used to winning." That's what I. That's we want our programs to kind of emulate that and just have that culture. So they they didn't they didn't surprise themselves. I think they did surprise a lot of people outside of of the locker room, but. Um, they expected to come in and compete right away, and they certainly did. But, yeah, they should be really good again. They, they return almost their entire defense. Um, a couple of linebackers in Jalen Walker and Torres Jones who are really, really good football players. Um, they've got a good defensive line. Some young corners last year have grown up a little bit. So I, they were one of the best defenses in the, uh, the Sun Belt a year ago. They were second to Marshall in total defense. So they were number one in the nation against the run. Um, in their first year in the FBS to do that was pretty impressive. So they've got almost all that talent back. But the question mark is going to be on offense, especially at quarterback. Um, they don't know who their quarterback will be yet. Uh, they may know inside the locker room, but they're not going to announce that probably until game time here in about 11 days. But um, they've got a redshirt freshman. Um, can move a little bit like Todd Santeo. Yeah, cut, you're cutting in a little bit on us, David. Cutting in and out just a little May bit. May 19 FBS starts. 
So he, he's made some starts at USF and at Arizona, and he, he's had some success. So kind of a quarter two, and I think I'm also going to throw in Brett Griffiths, a transfer from Wake Forest, who's going to the starting quarter at Wake Forest. So he's a young man from Virginia as well that came back home to the Commonwealth and was a very talented uh, high school quarterback, and, and he'll have still have four years left. So there's some question marks at quarterback and receiver because there went to new receivers in the, in, the, in the room as well. But on offense, they've got their entire offensive line back and almost all their running backs back. So they've got a good nucleus to kind of build around Run the football, play good defense, and you'll be in a lot of games. All right. Luke? Let's talk the schedule. You guys open up with Bucknell, but then you got three tough ones at Virginia, at Troy, and you kind of – we talked yesterday – um, some some belt teams are, are opening early. You guys open in week three at Troy, and then you go take on former Southern Miss offensive coordinator Blake Anderson out in Utah State before getting the home conference opener with South Alabama. I mean, that's a, that's a tough September. There is no doubt about that. I think that's going to set the tone for the entire season. And last year, again, in, in the first year in the Sun Belt, they 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 had some help because they they got to play Texas State and and Arkansas State, and nothing against those programs, but it's not Troy and South Alabama. So those last year, two of the the worst teams in the West. Now they get the probably the two best teams, or arguably the two best teams in the West, at least according to the coaches coming into this season. So um, it's going to be a major upgrade as far as the schedule goes. They could maybe be more talented than a year ago, but have a worse record just because of the schedule. The schedule laid out really well a year ago. Um, they had some home games that, that were in their favor. They had the, the, the games in the, uh, in the non-conference in their favor, the, the games against the West in their favor. This year, it goes against them a little bit. You mentioned the three consecutive road games. At Virginia is going to be a challenge. First time in 50 years that those two teams have met, and they're less than an hour away. Um, I know the JMU fans are pumped about that one just because they want a chance to beat one of the big schools in the state and have a chance. Um, they've had a hard time scheduling those teams in the past just because there was an opportunity where JMU could beat them. And the last time they played a Power 5 team in the state, they beat Virginia Tech. So that's why they've had a, a, they've had a hard time scheduling opponents like that. And now they finally get it in the first time in 50 years. So that'll be a big win in Week 2. But you mentioned going to Troy. That will be a huge challenge. They fly across the country to Utah State, and then they welcome South Alabama at home. So that four-game stretch is going to be brutal. Um, I'm I'm going to be interested to see how they survive that and if they can kind of weather the storm, get a couple of wins, and just kind of tread water, so to speak. Because, again, still breaking in a new quarterback and some new players will be a challenge. But that's going to be a brutal part of the schedule. That's going to kind of set the tone for the rest of the year. Absolutely. And um, we should mention that on those two days – September 16th and 30th, all of Southern Miss will be pulling for the Dukes. Uh, we, we want those two teams to, to – but, Kelly, uh, you know, you talk about momentum going into the offseason, Kelly. This is a Dukes team that crushed Coastal Carolina 47-7 to in the year. And I was at Media Day, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and the Old Dominion guys, Dave, send their worst uh, – <laughs> Of course they do. <laughs> <laughs> to you guys. But uh, so much was made of Georgia Southern's announcement of spending over $100 million on new athletic facilities, including in, uh, an indoor facility or a covered facility for the football team, a brand-new basketball uh, coliseum for the Eagles. James Madison, that's the first thing everybody talks about is how much money the, the Dukes have been putting into the athletic program and the facilities the past five or six years. Where's the money coming from? Well, they've done, done a good job with, with their boosters and supporters around here. It's still a pretty young athletic department. I mean, they've only been playing football. This is the 52nd year of football, so it's not like they've been around since the 
the the turn of the century past the 1900s. I mean, it, it's it's a fairly new program, but they're starting to get more people involved, and, and they've sold out their season tickets. Um, this is the most they've ever sold in a season. But they, they've just done a really good job of fundraising. There's a lot of people that really care about this university, and, and they've, they've given back. Um, they've found some really good really good people in the D.C. area, in Richmond, and some, some populated places like that where they're willing to give. And there's a pretty good alumni base right now that's still fairly young, and I think it's going to grow as time moves on. But they've done a really good job of fundraising, and they've done a great job of upgrading the facilities the last five years. You mentioned the pumping a bunch. We just got a tour yesterday of the, the new convocation center where they used to play basketball. It's now a volleyball arena. Plus, it houses all the Olympic sports there as well and has an indoor track and something that they never had in the past. Um, so they've done a great job with that. The Atlantic Union Bank Center, their basketball facility, is, is just in its third season. So it is, it's almost brand new. It's state-of-the-art. So they've done a great job with their facilities. And now people are wanting them to expand Bridgeport Stadium. It holds about twenty, almost 25,000, but they want to hold more. They want to kind of finish the stadium. They did one side and, and part of the other, but they want to enclose it all the way. And so there's some talk about that. I think that'll be down the road. I think they, they want to see sustained um, <laughs> sustained seats, uh, butts in the seats, you know, just getting right. fans there all the time. Um, they, they know there's excitement now with the move to the Sun Belt but, and, 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 and in FBS, but they want to make sure that that's sustained before they do expand and try and maybe get it to thirty five or 40000 We'll see if that does come here in the next five years. But they've done a great job of fundraising. There's no doubt, and there's a lot of people that care about this university. All right, Dave, well, we sure appreciate your update. Just one more year, and then you're bowl eligible. Is that right? Yeah, they, they were hoping to get the waiver. Um, they have a they have a they have as good a case as anybody in America at this level trying to move up from FCS to FBS. Uh, you mentioned the budget and everything. It's one of the best in the Sun Belt already. It's a shame that they, they can't compete for a championship. There's still a chance to go to a bowl game if there are not enough bowl-eligible teams. So there's still something to play for at the end of the year. Last year they couldn't. This year they're, they, they could get to a bowl game if they win six games and there's not enough bowl-eligible teams. But uh, they're, it, it is too bad. They were disappointed. But, uh, again, the, the, uh, the future is very bright in, in Harrisonburg. The Old Dominion will be sending crying towels, Bob. Yeah, I'm, sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Hey, Dave, thanks very much uh, for being on the show. Keep those flags flying up there and hail to the Redskins, Dave. Absolutely. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> Dave Rigard, everybody. Yeah. Old Dominion, not a lot of love. Oh, my know. gosh. You talk about uh, – we've talked about the rivalry developing between Louisiana and Southern Miss. James Madison and Old Dominion, man, you talk about venom against each other. Man. They hate each not other. Not sharing many Christmas dinners together. <laughs> not man. even a card. All right, when we come back, we're here for Bryson Mays and a little more discussion about all the developments today around Southern Miss football. Stay with us. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, I want to thank Dave Rickert uh, for filling us in on uh, that fine program out there, the Dukes of James Madison, and also made me feel good to tell me there's a lot of redskin flags flying around Ashburg, Virginia. Well, you, you know what Old Dominion calls James Madison? Right? <laughs> the pukes. 
They don't like each other much. Really. <laughs> they do not. And we get in trouble for saying South Al and Lafayette. <laughs> yeah, right. You, right. you was L U U or U L L? I can't remember. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, we've been talking obviously about the uh, big announcement today about uh, Billy Wiles being the new quarterback uh, for the Golden Eagles, and got a good backup quarterback. And it appears that maybe after two years of really struggling, uh, coach has found some quarterbacks that. Uh, that can lead his team. But as we said earlier, none of that matters if they're laying on their back. And I think uh, I think this next uh, player, uh, Bryson Mays, is just one fine example of a Southern Miss athlete, just a well-spoken, really good kid. Senior this year, going to start at left tackle. He'll be very, very important. Uh, he'll be protecting Billy Wiles' back. Uh, here's what uh, Bryson had to say after practice today. All right, uh, Bryson Mays on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Bryson, uh, guys like you, this pretty young football team. A lot of young kids going to be looking up to uh, men like you. Uh, how's fall camp been, and, and what are you seeing out of these young players? Uh, I've seen a lot of growth. Uh, we got a lot of young guys that have actually played a little bit. We got like guys like Kyron Barnes that have played a lot, even though they're young. Uh, so it's not really we're young, but I wouldn't say we're inexperienced. I think there's a difference. Like we got young guys that really haven't. Maybe necessarily old in age, but I've played a lot of football in college, like special teams and, you know, some quality reps during offensive defense. So uh, I think that's been the difference with our team so far. You can see it during fall camp. Uh, guys are flying around. We're a lot more confident team. We communicate way better than last year, and I think that will show on the field. You, you've been a jack-of-all-trades. You've played every position on the offensive line, it seems. So going into the Alcorn game, where do you, where do you think you'll be? I'll be at left tackle. Yes, sir. Uh, I've been playing left tackle uh, pretty much this whole year, so I'll be at left tackle. All right, expectations, Bryson, for this football team, and how important was last year's bowl win coming into fall camp? I think that win really gave us a lot of momentum going into this year. Uh, really showed us that we could really do anything we want to. We could be down, we could be up. You know, we got down. They, I think they had 21 unanswered on us. We came back and won. Ended up making it. I think we won by two touchdowns. Uh, games like that really builds your confidence going into next year. And I think going into this next year, we can be as good. I think we have the – I'll say this. We have the ability to compete with every team that we play. Now, if you can compete with every team that you play, you have a chance to win every game that you play. That's just up to you, really, at this point. So as long as we compete, which I know we will, I think we'll have a chance in every single game. We were discussing this at work yesterday. Is it tough to play, a, with all due respect, I mean, is it tough to play a school like Alcorn and then the next week you're stepping up playing Florida State? Or, or does the opening game help you get a little more prepared for a team like the Seminoles? Uh quiz uh i take every game really week by week i haven't i mean we talk about florida state a little bit but first game is alcorn uh if we beat if we lose to alcorn who cares about florida state you know what i mean so we take it week by week game by game play by play and that's just the way i choose to look at it all right clearly you're going to be one of the leaders on this team uh you know upperclassman guy with a lot of experience what is the message and the example you and other guys in your position are going to try to set for these young kids on the team uh, so really, uh, me and Quan, Sauce, Big B, all the stars have been trying just to trying just to be like better examples when it comes to like hustling around, you know, running around, running to the ball, getting set, you know, watching our language, stuff like that. Coach Hall's been really big on that here lately. Uh, 
No, no bad language on the no, practice field. No, it is no, never that. Nobody ever cusses. But, uh, you know, just trying to be better men for these young guys. I mean, football is one thing, but if you have a guy that's like Quan, he's basically got a wife and kids, like he's a great guy. And just guys like that you can look up to who always do the right thing, have a lot of moral character. Yeah. All right, final question, your goals for the year. Uh, my goals, uh, like I said, to compete in every game we play in. Uh, obviously want to go to a bowl game and to uh, win the Sun Belt. So that's my goals. Good luck to you. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right, that's uh, Bryson Mays. Great kid. Quote of the week. If you lose to Alcorn, no one cares about Florida State, Kelly. And, and you talk about swearing. Uh, <laughs> you lose to Alcorn, there's going to be a lot of Southern Miss fans that are going to have a few words to say. Yeah, this is a quality, quality kid, Luke. And uh, he'll be the leader on the offensive line. And at left tackle – uh, played a really crucial spot. Yeah, and a lot of people forgot the connection. You know, he actually transferred in. Trey Lowe got him to 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 Southern Miss when he they they both um, were. I believe they were in the same high school together too in Bolivar, Tennessee. And then Bryson went to West Virginia. Trey hit the portal, came to Southern Miss. Of course, Trey's now at, at Liberty competing for their starting job. But he he uh, when Bryson hit the portal, Trey Lowe said, "Come be my teammate." So so that guy. Um, you know, taking advantage and, and uh, looks to have a big senior year this year. No question. You know, guys, we look back just a couple of years ago. I mean, it was painful watching the offensive line play. It was painful. Uh, much, much better this time around, don't you think, Luke? Yeah. I mean, it's completely different. It's Will, you know, <laughs> I think he got tired of, of uh, himself saying it, but it was there was no depth. There was zero depth. And there were a lot of guys that probably shouldn't have been playing um, FBS on the roster. I mean, and that's if you go back and you will hear people talk about what 2013 was, what Todd Munkin inherited. And there was people, you know, and this is, you know, I'm a, I'm a punter, so I'm not, like, dogging anybody. But I'm just saying guys would, like, walk out on our practice field, just observers that were familiar with football, and be like, these aren't even like FCS guys. Like, you know, and so I think what Will changed was, remember what he, what he told us? He said, we're just not going to offer scholarships, you know, because nobody else offered you a scholarship. We're, we're going to compete against dudes that can play. And that's what they've, you know, undertaken. That's what they've taken. And I think what, what today speaks about to bring it back to Billy Wiles, if you go look at his recruiting timeline, Will Hall gets the job, what, December 5th, 6th, 7th of, two, of, of 2020? Um, Billy Wiles decommits from Tulane on December 11th, 2020. So, which tells you the only reason Billy Wiles committed to Tulane was Will Hall. Right. Well, he made that clear today that the reason he's here is because of Will Hall. And the question came up earlier to Will Hall today about the transfer portal. What do you think of the transfer portal? And Will Hall said, unlike a lot of other schools, he said the transfer portal, they, the Golden Eagles have hit the jackpot you know, in the transfer portal. And somebody said, well, what about losing players? He said, he said we really have not lost any no. players of note. And he said the players we did lose aren't playing where they are now at Division two or he, Division he, three schools. He said it was an upgrade, right? I mean, that's what yeah. he said before. The players that we got in from the portal actually upgraded us versus the ones we lost. Now, he said as the program continues to develop and they, they perennially are battling for championships, he expects that there will be – you know, when your players are that good, that deep, 
you'll probably lose some in the future. But up to this point, the Eagles have been big recipients, benefactors he, of the he may transfer have, portal. He, he may very well uh, be one of the top two or three coaches in the country in regard to how he has managed the portal and built his program. Help help rebuild his program. They established an identity, and one of the first things on the identity list was let's get Mississippi kids in here. And I think I, I might be off a number or two here, but of the 112 guys on the roster, 71 right. are from the state of Mississippi. Right. We're going to have one on the show tomorrow, Chandler Pittman. He's from uh, McGee, and he talked about how exciting it is to be 40 miles from home and how he can have 10 and 15 family members in the stands every time he plays. And uh, and then I also, you remember he made that huge play against Texas State at the end. I challenged him to make at least half a dozen of those in the upcoming season. And he accepted the challenge, Kelly. The thing about Will Hall, too, when not only is he getting these kids from Mississippi, but he knows where every one of these kids, you, it doesn't matter, 112 guys on the list, you pick out a name, he'll tell you where the kid went to high school, oh. he'll tell you the high school mascot, which I'm jealous of, because he, he knows some that I don't know, right? But, I mean, when he tells you that this kid went to the Pisgah, he was a drag, you know, Pisgah drag, and these are, these are not New York City or Los Angeles, some of these towns, no, right? No, uh, the... Chandler Pittman, again, from McGee, and uh, it's a great interview. A real personality. A lot of personalities, too, on this football team, Kelly. And you're out there at practice with me, and these kids are personable. They come up. They talk to you. They initiate the conversations. They greet you when they see you. It's a, it's a lot of fun being around. Yeah, I was talking to uh, Kenyon Clay this morning, the running back, and, and he was real nice. He said, uh, Mr. Kelly, it looks like you've been in the gym. And I said, does it really? <laughs> He was being nice, Kelly. That's what you call respecting your elders. No, I, I, no, I get it. But Center, you missed it. It was only it's only seventy two. Oh, I missed you it said by 71. one. Yeah, it's right. seventy two. Seventy two of the hundred and twelve guys are from Mississippi. That's pretty good stuff. Great kids, gonna have a good year. How do you not pull for this bunch, man? I mean, you got to. And uh, well, Will's not he, buy tickets. Yeah, and he's not he's not paying lip service. He said, "Well, we want no. Mississippi kids." Well, there's your proof. He's getting them. Buy tickets. Come to the game. Fill the rock. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a Tuesday, fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by D-Bat and D-1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, dbathattiesburg.com. It is going to be in the hundreds this week, over the 100s this week. High school football moving back on Friday to 8 o'clock. But guess what? There's air conditioning at D-Bat and D-1 inside Great facilities, batting cages, instruction, pro shops, all there. DBATHattiesburg.com. All right, news of the day. Billy Wiles named the starting quarterback for the University of Southern Mississippi. And, I mean, 
will I think what 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 Hall is saying because he earlier you guys were were there during the interview. I mean, he said that Billy's been a little better. Other than like we appreciate competition, we appreciate the battle. He basically said that Holman Edwards was good enough to start for this offense as well. That's what that's what he said today. He just said, I've got two guys that are really good, and Billy's been better. And going back to what we said in the first segment, guys, I think that's a good problem to have. 100%. And, and when he said, he also said, he also said that those two guys are probably in the, in the top 10 in the entire league. So the fact that you have to pick one or the other is a great is a great problem to have but and Luke you said it I want to go back to the first segment because you beat me to the punch and I'm glad that you did partner because it was such a valid point when Holman Edwards you know sent that that message that congratulatory note uh, via text message to Billy Wiles in this day and age this entitled society that we seem to live in now it would be real easy for Holman Edwards to say well I didn't win it I'm going to transfer and I'm going to go somewhere where I can start but that's and, and it's so hard for a lot of people that do not play sports at a high level to understand that reasoning. But competition is competition makes you better. It makes you better in the business world. It makes you better on the athletic field. Competition should not be a four-letter word. And I think a lot of soft parents these days consider competition a four-letter word no question right i mean do you agree bob a hundred percent and and that's that's what makes your your sons and daughters tougher is that they and look it used to be just sons but you got daughters now in competitive dance and cheer it's every bit as competitive it right. is a dog eat dog world and let's not forget that holman edwards is a sprained ankle away from being on the field i mean holman edwards has to be prepared and ready to go because if, if, if we know anything from watching the last two years, you can get two and three quarterbacks deep halfway through the season. How about seven, Bob? Yeah, <laughs> correct. So, Holman Edwards, you haven't probably heard all you're going to hear from this young man uh, throughout the season, and we don't want anybody injured. No. But, man, we no school should know better than this one the importance of having two good quarterback but hearing just the way that Holman Edwards handled himself in this quarterback competition where a decision came down today and it favored Billy Wiles it makes you want to pull for Holman Edwards even more knowing that he took it like a man and he's going to bring it to practice every single day and he's going to lovingly tell Billy Wiles watch your step buddy because I'm coming after you that's healthy right right no question Luke you agree with all that I'm sure yeah, I, I think now that Wiles is the guy, I think what you're going to see is he, he is he's taller. I think he will be a very good game manager. Uh, I think he will be accurate. Um, and I think you, you're going to see with either one of these guys, but particularly now with Wiles, I think you're going to see plays of the playbook that you didn't think existed. Um, so I'm excited. I mean, 6'3", 200. And and one of the things that we had said about Edwards, kind of you know making plays out of the pocket, we'll we'll kind of hint it today that that's kind of been what stood out with Wiles. So that's exciting too, because you know one of the things that we were we talked about it even you know yesterday day before that that Wiles was more of a pocket passer and Edwards was more you know uh, making plays on his feet. It seems like Wiles has been operating well out of the pocket. So that that's exciting. And going back to what we said yesterday, I think the Alcorn game will allow Wiles 
in game situations to get some confidence because week two is going to be extremely difficult. First three weeks, you're, you're looking to go two and one. And if he gets confidence in Alcorn and he's able to, to do some things against Florida State, the two-lane game is what's going to make or break the first half of the season this year. And that two-lane game, I think, is a 3 o'clock start for television. Is either going to be on ESPN oh, no. or ABC. Really? Yeah, it's going to be on one of those two. It'll be cooled down to like 96, by the way. I was about to say, cool. not a night game, huh? No, no, it's a 3 o'clock game against Tulane. But as Will Hall said, television dictates everything. Hmm. Uh, so it will be a national, nationally televised game where the Eagles can put that brand uh, out there. But um, uh, You heard it here. USM beats Alcorn four touchdowns. They play Florida State a really close game, and they come back home and beat Tulane. They win two of the first three. And remember, Florida State opens against LSU. So they so, could be a little banged up. Yeah, they could. They, they Florida could State be. game on ACC Network, that is a 7.30 kick. But, yeah, Tulane on ESPNU. Okay. 3 o'clock. Let's go. Eight wins, boys. Eight wins. I hope you're right, Bob. Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Mississippi Media Production.